0: Agitating your wounds is highly discouraged. If you wish for them to heal properly, then... Yeah, I know. Thank you. Well, if you know, then why do you persist?
1: It's a flesh and blood thing, Alana. Sorry, but you won't understand.
2: What wouldn't she understand?
0: The desire to poke at wounds. The risk of reopening the wound is increased the further he agitates the affected area. This, poking, is not healthy in the long run.
2: (sighs) Alana, just ease off. He's a big boy now. If he hurts himself, he's only got himself to blame.
0: Very well. But my objection to this behavior must be noted.
2: It is. Alright, are we ready to start the show? Good evening, chums, and welcome to another episode of Deniable Assets. We're back, and uh, we got some news, but that can hold off till the end. I'm Wolf, and as always, joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Clean.
1: Yeah, I'm here.
2: You doing all right, dude? Is the eye still bothering you?
1: Yes. It hurts like it's on fire, straight through the socket into my brain.
2: Oh, Drek. It isn't rejection, is it? Do we need to run you to the dock?
1: No, it's not rejection. My body doesn't handle implantation as well as others. It just hurts. It's nothing compared to when I got my wired reflexes. I broke a couple phones during that recovery.
2: Yeah, they got it. Well, how about we talk about cyberware? I mean, we don't have to stay long if you aren't feeling up to it.
1: Okay, yeah, that's fine.
2: All right. So today, chums, we're gonna be talking about things that make you shiny and chrome.
1: Witness me. Alright, first thing I wanna cover about this subject is something I don't think many people consider before getting chromed. Once you decide that you want that new cyber arm or that whiz set of eyes, you aren't just paying with your cred. You're paying with what makes you you. It's hard to explain. I'm sure someone more magically gifted could put it more eloquently than I could, but I guess in layman's terms, you lose a bit of your soul when you make this exchange.
2: Now some out there, we didn't have a choice. We had to play the hand we were dealt. Take me. The job went south, the next thing I know I'm bleeding out in my van, my arm torn to shreds because the team that hired me got a little greedy and wanted to cut me out of the deal. Or, Cleans Eye for example.
1: Yeah, a gift from some backwards bigots during the blackout.
0: Speaking of the blackout, Seattle was basically unaffected, but news out of the rest of the UCAS was spotty and unreliable. What happened to you two and Enigma?
2: Nah. Maybe another time for that, Alana.
1: But there are some of you out there that find you don't need the augment, but you want it anyway. Maybe you feel there's something not quite right, or maybe you just believe that the flesh is weak. Most of you have thought long and hard about what you're doing, and far be it from us to stop you in your pursuit of perfection or your personal ideal. Our warning is more for the small but growing subset of chromed people who just get it because they treat it like a fashion trend. Once that piece of you is gone, it's gone for good. and You ain't getting it back.
2: Now, with our obligatory PSA out of the way, let's get into cyberware, shall we? We aren't going to cover name brands or anything like that, This isn't a review of cyberware.
1: So how about this scenario? You're a Shadowrunner. Some hoop-loop decided to shoot your eyes out. Well, as awesome as the whole pirate look is, it really screws with the whole depth perception thing. And you kind of need that to be effective at your job. Plus, you don't want to spend the rest of your life being reminded of a side mirror on cars.
2: Side mirrors on a car?
1: Objects may be closer than they appear. (laughs) that's a good one. Well, if you want a new eyeball, first thing you have to do is find said new eyeball. Once that's done, you need to find yourself someone to put that new eyeball into that empty socket.
2: All of these things can be easy for you to do if you have the cred to throw at the problem. But what if you don't have f-off cred to just make your issues disappear? Well, that's where street doc comes in.
0: Or a cyber doc, to be more specific. This does not sound like good advice.
2: Well, not everyone can afford a dock wagon contract. And even some of the cheaper, legit clinics are still required by either city, state, or their corporate masters to report suspicious wounds to the contract and security branch. And being shadowrunners, bullets, blades, burns, bites are some of the most common injuries. Street docs, if they're worth their salt, won't ask any questions except... Where does it hurt?
1: Besides, street docs, like Shadowrunners, work very hard to build a reputation in their community. Anyone can be a street doc, But if you're a bad one, then you won't be one for very long. Some docs had aspirations to be legitimate doctors at one point. Maybe they washed out after a few years of medical school. Or maybe they made it all the way, but couldn't hack it in the corporate sector. Or maybe, on rare occasions, being a street doc is just their side-gig. Something they do because they need a little extra cash. Or because maybe, just maybe, they actually want to do some good in the world.
2: Uh, that's right. You got a cousin who's a street doc, don't you?
1: Yeah. He's based in the ATL. Man's a legit brain surgeon. Very smart, very successful. Does the whole Doctors Without Borders thing. Has a family, the whole nine. But he moonlights as a street doc. Mostly, he just goes into the slums and does his job. He's not the kind to implant cyberware, but he can patch up a wound or heal the sick. On the street, he's just known as the Tall Man. Ask around for him, listeners, in the Atlanta Sprawl. He turns no one away.
2: So, you found a doc that'll work on you for a small fee. But you need that new Cyber Eye. Well, there's a few ways to go about it. Cyber parts are everywhere nowadays. Magazines selling the latest trends in cyber accessories are as prevalent as junk mail and Playboys. Buying basic cyberware parts is about as easy as ordering a pizza. And sometimes, the wait time's shorter.
1: So, let's talk about grades. Aside from your standard-grade cyberware, which is basically just your off-the-shelf typical stuff, you've got four grades.
2: Omega-grade cyberware, and that's the used stuff. This is what you'll find in most of the street-dog clinics. It's called Omega because it's as low as you can go. Cheap, easy to find. My first arm was Omega-grade, so I speak from experience when I say, don't expect too much out of it.
1: Then you got Alpha-grade. These are better than basic. You've got the low end of the designer names, personalized looks, so on. The cyber docs at AlphaWare clinics are some of the best, but you'll also be paying for that expertise.
2: And next up is BetaGrade. Now these are the top of the civilian market. BetaWare clinics are few and far between. Seattle only has three. One that's worth a damn. These are cyber parts that are almost real. Arms and legs that sweat, eyes that look like the real deal. I mean, I still remember when Nightingale body parts first opened. Their commercial said, As real as it gets. Damn if it wasn't true. You got your eye done there, right?
1: No, but I had to call in three favors from people that owed me to bypass the six-month waiting list and not get charged triple the
2: fee. Well, last up, And something, uh, well, none of us will probably ever see. Delta Grade. Now this stuff is so high-tech, I don't even think the corpse fully understand it.
1: There is one more grade. But technically, it doesn't exist.
2: What? You mean Gamma Grade?
1: Yeah, the super bleeding edge tech. Sure, the corpse are trying to change that, but I don't know if I see that happening.
2: So back to our scenario. You find a street doc that can install your wear for you, you've got the wear that you want to have, you've got the money to pay, and the doc has a lovely little no-tell motel room lined up for you after the surgery. So what's next?
1: Pain. Lots of pain. Not just from the surgery either. Another kind of pain. Something that'll stick with you the rest of your life. Phantom pain.
2: Ugh, I still have those sensations sometimes in my arm. You know, my right hand will sometimes start hurting, and before I can think about it, I'm rubbing the metal like I'm massaging a muscle. Sometimes it wakes me up at night, not like it used to, but still, The itching. My shoulder constantly itched, still does sometimes.
1: With my wired reflexes, it felt like my brain was on fire. My whole body screamed in pain, and like I said earlier, I broke a couple bones in my hands because I would have these flashes of pain, and the new sensation would just have me reacting with this violent thrashing.
2: Getting cyberware is incredibly invasive. The least invasive treatments will still see you laid up for two days at the minimum, but the more invasive could see you on bed rest and undergoing rehab for upwards of a month. Really, what it boils down to is the individual and their ability to process it and readjust to their life with this new part.
1: Just like with natural organs, rejection is a real danger. And let's not mince words. The human body is not meant to have metal and wires bolted onto and threaded into it. Now, going to a clinic that specializes in cyber surgery will usually have a psychologist on staff to make sure the melding of man and machine is as seamless as possible, but taking this to a street dock? You don't have those kinds of guarantees.
2: There is a cyber part for just about anything you need, and that's not just what's grafted onto your body. Skill softs, they technically count as cyberware. Slot one of these bad boys and next thing you know, you'll be able to speak and understand a language almost instantly.
1: There's also SimSense and many other things, but let's face it, chums. You were listening for Shiny Limbs
2: and Chrome Domes.
0: Incoming call from... Sunny. Should I send it to voicemail?
2: No! I I mean, I mean, no, I'll take it. It's, I mean, it's probably a good time to stop anyway. You really don't look good, man.
1: I don't feel good either. There's a lot we didn't cover. Bioware could technically work in here and we didn't even mention the organized crime connections in the cyber and Bioware trades. But screw it, we can cover that another time. Go on, talk to your girlfriend, I'll close out the show.
2: Alright, thanks dude. I think I might be in the doghouse, so I really do appreciate it. Hey, Sunshine, what's cracking?
1: Alright, we'll cover more on this subject at a later date. But for now, this is the end. I'm Mr. Clean, and that was Wolf. And we are Deniable Assets. Good night. Good running, chummer.
2: The music for Deniable Assets is written and performed by Johnny and Clear and the Meltdowns. Support Deniable Assets team by donating to our Patreon, email us at drilldeniableassets at gmail.com, and follow us on Facebook at the Deniable Assets page.
0: I have noticed that Wolf receives many calls from this sunshine woman. Did they meet recently? I have found no trace on anyone in the Seattle Metroplex matching her voice, and he has not met with any female clients since your return.
1: No, they met in Chicago. Wait. How would you know everyone he's met with? Are you spying on us? No. Right. Right. But yeah, they met in Chicago. She's part of Ziggy's crew over there at Radio Free Detroit.
0: I see. So a collaboration then? Yeah, something like that. You also have a mate. Perhaps a double collaboration would be great for both of you and your mates. Mr. Clean, did you hear me? Maybe. Maybe another time. damn pain. I'm
1: going home. Good night, Alana. Good night.